Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This is the YFYI podcast, and I am your host, Sunny D, the host with the most interesting guests in the world. And I've got a doozy for you guys today. All of the people on the tube, the YouTube that are out there watching, you already see someone in the studio, the makeshift studio that's with me today. But for those of you listening, you're just going to have to wait to find out who's sitting across from me. But it's definitely going to be a doozy. And this, you guys, you know this is the place where you come. This is the place where you come to get your mind right, to get your money right, to get your learn on so you can get your earn on. If you need a checkup from the neck up, you are in the right place. If this is your first time listening to the YFY podcast, welcome to the club. Welcome to the tribe. Welcome to the hashtag YFYI nation. If you're a repeat offender, if you're a repeat listener, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Hopefully you brought a friend. Hopefully you're helping spread the word as we slowly inject the YFYI all over the place. We talk about a lot of different things on the podcast, career. We have interesting guests that come on. Right now I've been doing a series called Meet Team 1.0. This is a continuation of that series where I'm going to be sitting down with every member on our team so you can get to know them. The video, you'll get to hear the audio, you'll get to learn a little bit more about what makes them tick and where they're going, what kind of things that they're striving for. Also, you get updates. You get updates on what's happening in my world as I'm traveling around the world, talking to you guys. A lot of you guys, I see you out on the road. Some of you have been listening to the podcast for a while and I haven't seen you. I'm on the way. I promise that. I am on the way. And just a big shout out to all the people that have been leaving reviews for the podcast. That helps it get discovered. That helps the podcast get noticed by people that are searching, trying to find a way to get through another day. So thank you guys for those reviews. If you have left a review and you haven't got limited edition YFYI swag, the iHeart YFYI t-shirt, it's only going out to those people that leave reviews. And let me know, prove it. Send me a, send me a photo, send me a screenshot, Tell me your handle, and you will get your t-shirt in the mail, maybe some other gifts on the way as well. So today, I'm super excited because we have a member of our team, a newer member to the 1.0 family, but definitely doesn't feel like a foreign relationship. Feels like we've known each other for quite a while, and I'm super excited for you guys to learn uh, more about this person and he's got a long history with Paul Mitchell. He's been able to do and see and is going to do a whole lot that you guys will hear about today. So without further ado, welcome to the YFYI podcast, Mr. Joshua Valdez. How's it going? Going good. Going good. So what I'd like to do, Josh, or do you want me to call you Joshua on the podcast? Josh. Okay. He's not getting too fancy for the podcast. No. <laughs> so what I'd like to do 
is, you know, we've got people that listen to the podcast that are future professionals that have graduated, that are out there doing it, that are been doing it for years, 30 years. I mean, we've got people that are in places like Paducah, Kentucky, that we may never, you know, you may think I'm making up that name, but it's a real place. <laughs> we've, got, we've got people that are not even in the beauty industry that listen to this. And they come here for a couple of reasons. A big part of it is they want to be inspired. They want to be motivated. They want to get some education. And when they come here, they're, they're just kind of searching. Some of them know where they're at. They just want to stay going in the right direction. Or some of them may be lost and they're not sure where to go. And so I want to introduce them uh, to you. And, and we want to take it back to the beginning. I want to start there. Uh, if you guys are watching on video... We're currently on location, and location, 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 we're actually in Austin, Texas. This is your home turf, right? You, now you grew up, not right in Austin, you grew up in Austin? No, like on the suburbs, so. In the suburbs? It's like maybe 10 minutes outside of Austin. And what's the name of it? Pflugerville. Pflugerville. Yeah, P-F, but it sounds like an F, so. Okay, Pflugerville. Pflugerville. So, you, but this is right on the outskirts of Austin. This is kind of your home turf. You've been a, you've been quite the uh, tour guide in the times that I've been here. Um, and so you grew up in Austin. So this is your home base, Pflugerville. Let's start there. Pflugerville is Pflugerville. What, kind, what kind of city? What kind of place are we talking about? Um, it, it you know it used to be a small town when okay. the, you know I first grew up. We grew up on more acreage land so we were kind of like country a little bit you know we were okay. country but urban still okay I, I grew up on 10 acres out in copeland texas which is 10 minutes outside of pflugerville but okay. my school district was still pflugerville so still went there okay yeah so as i always say i grew up in pflugerville because copeland's even smaller okay. <laughs> so, okay. um, but yeah i grew up in copeland most of my life with both parents and then um as uh, the years went by you know i grew up Brothers grew up, and uh, we decided to move to a house more towards Pflugerville, but we still, like, rented out the land that we had. So okay. we started growing up and getting closer into town. And, um, you know, and during middle school and high school, lived really close into town, right, maybe, like, a mile away from my schools that I was going to. So okay. middle school and high school, like, walking distance. So Cool. Now, you said brothers. How many brothers? So, I have two brothers. I'm an older brother and a younger brother. So, I'm the middle child. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, you're the middle child. I always joke around about the middle child. I'm a middle child. And I always, like, you know, when we're out on the road and stuff, I talk about the middle child. And I'm like, so, on the count of three, everybody say, what's cool about being a middle child? And I'm like, one, two, three. And everyone's like, nothing. No. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Because you think you're running shit, right? You think you're running shit until your older sibling's like, yeah, no, nah, I yeah. got this. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So you're in the middle child, and where where does that put you? How many years younger and older? So um, I'm three years younger than my oldest brother, and then I'm two years, roughly two years older than my little brother. Okay. So. Cool, cool, cool. And so you guys grew up, so you say kind of country, like are we talking farm? Are we talking... I mean, we had I mean, we had some farm animals for an extent until you know nature took its course and they were no longer there. Whoa! <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you mean they were no longer there? We just I mean when we were out there we did have a lot of you know wild animals a lot of coyotes oh, yeah. so you know sometimes you know 
cages aren't as secure as you think, and oh, you, know, you know, one dies, and then eventually we find out like, yeah, we're yeah, we're not just gonna have anything okay. out there. <laughs> okay, now did with farm animals? Did you do any like? I mean, I, I grew up. I'm a city slicker, so I'm like just imagining farm animals like cow. No, nothing that crazy. We, we had like some goats and chickens. Okay, like, that was like our our thing. We had a couple goats, a couple chickens, and then. Um, back of the 10 acres, we had two ponds, so we had, you know, a lot of fish back there. Oh, nice. So, good. Fish for, could you eat them? Yeah, yeah, you know, once they got the size, they're, they're more, like, really young, and okay. so there wasn't really, like, you could just go back there and catch them all. I mean, it was a small pond, so. Okay. Yeah, we did have, like, a, for some reason, I walked out one day, like, on the porch, I don't know, I had it been, like, eight, and we had this huge tortoise in the lawn, and it was probably the size of, like, a kiddie pool. And I was like, where did this turtle come from? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I guess it was in the pond, and it just kept getting bigger. And yeah, it was there for like a day, and then it was gone. Yeah. So, Wow. <laughs> That's cool. So besides like the, the far, few farm animals, were you, did you have like pets growing up? Dogs, yeah, cats? Um, we had um, a couple dogs, um, Birdie and Ted. Those were our two dogs. They were from the same uh, litter, so they were brother and sister. They okay. fought a lot. But, you know, they were with us um, pretty much up until uh, we moved and my parents split. So, um, and then, you know, they ended up passing away eventually, you know, just over gotcha. time. So. Gotcha. And then, so how old were you? You said your parents split. How old were you then? Um, I was in middle school, so it had to have been right around 6th or 7th grade. Um, so, like 12, 13, somewhere in there. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, is that when you guys moved? No, we had, we all moved together okay. to the house, gotcha. and we were there for a while, and then, I think when we moved, that's when, like, you know, maybe stuff started happening between parents, and so. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't remember, I mean, I remember my dad being there for a short amount of time at the new place, but I don't think it was long. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, when, when you, so you're, like, in middle school now, what kind of, let's go elementary school. Okay. Right? I was raised in hell. I was raised in hell. I almost got beat up by my second grade teacher. <laughs> she missed Williams. She swung her purse at me. I ducked. And her purse, like, hit something. And it was, like, made a big thud. Come to find out, she would carry, like, her uh, scotch tape roll. That dispenser that was weighted oh. with sand in it inside of there. And, like, those heavy staplers. So she was trying to kill me. <laughs> so what were what kind, of, what kind of kid were you in elementary school? Um... In elementary school, I mean, I was, I was a, I would say, like, a popular kid, I guess. I mean, I knew everyone. I was a okay. part of, like, every clique. And then, of course, in elementary school, you're separated by class. So, okay. you know, you're, you're friends yeah. with those people. But I actually went to three different elementary schools um, through my time. And I went to Murkison, which was the closest one to my house. And mm-hmm. then for some weird reason, one year, my parents decided to for us to commute from my grandparents' house. So we actually would drive from, you know, Pflugerville to the other side of Round Rock every morning and we would walk to school for my grandparents. Oh, so wow. we, and that was just one year. So okay. I went to that middle, uh, elementary school for a year and then I went back to Rolling or went back to Murkison, which was the one I started at for I think, like fourth grade. And in fifth grade, I was at another school. I went to Rolling, which is a brand new one that had got built a year before. So like zoning change. So I ended uh, up going... You know, out of the five years there, 
I went to four schools. Oh, so dang. I, I met a lot of people that way, which was good. Yeah. But, um, you know, once I got back to middle school, it was cool because I knew a lot of people because then both those elementary schools came together and it's like I had never left. Oh, nice. Nice. So popular, decent student, good grades? Yeah, I mean, um, and through elementary and middle school, I made pretty good grades, probably like high B's. Oh, damn. Low A's. That's excellent grades. Yeah. I mean, my book, that's like, you're a straight-A student. <laughs> B's. I got a couple of B's, I think, in my entire 12 years. But So what what was your – so then you got to middle school, and then what was your thing? You know, some people navigate towards sports or this or that. What was yeah. your – um, I, I really leaned towards sports because, you know, growing up, even through elementary school, I played a lot of football. Okay. A lot of baseball. So my dad was a big baseball advocate, and then you know, as I grew up, I was just a big kid. So football was always a, it was always open, just because okay. I was big. So um, in middle school, um, I, you know, I played middle school football, but I also played in select leagues and then you know national leagues eventually. Um, nice. Just because you know a lot of the guys I played with we were all good. We had a really good chemistry. So nice. Um, throughout all of middle school, I played football. We were undefeated. You know, never lost a game. All three years. Dang. And then um, what I was, position? I was pretty much all of offensive line and D okay. line, so they were moving around. I was very universal. Oh, okay. So could move around. Nice, nice. Yeah. So that so all through middle school, you're footballing it up. Yeah, football and then band. Like I started my band classes because okay, it it wouldn't con- uh, conflict at all. So nice. I started playing. Um, I far- I started out playing tuba. So oh, wow. tuba was my first instrument. I played it for maybe six weeks. Okay. It was like, nah, this isn't cool enough. And so <laughs> I decided to go play. A, Tuba's a, not cool? Come no, on, I man. Can, I can do it. <laughs> and then when I got to high school, I was like, man, I wish I played tuba. But, oh, really? But wow. no, I switched to trombone um, just because, you know, different um, outside of school stuff. Yeah. So when I got to, you know, after elementary school, I mean, uh, middle school, playing uh, music I got to high school that's when I got to enjoy marching band and like oh, really getting into it gotcha and so sophomore year I decided to try out for drum corps which okay. is you know like the next level of you know um, marching band technically like, like so, the movie like they make the movies about it yeah Where they go to those competitions yeah and, and um, you know I tried out for that and then they carried these huge tubas they look like huge bazookas and I was like man oh, that'd nice. be cool and they're so loud and like Ever since I saw my first DCI show, like you get chills and you know that, just being able to produce that out of just you know someone's mouth was just right. incredible to me. So dang. So wait, would you? So you switch to trombone? trombone. Yeah, I and played then... trombone um, through uh, middle school uh, and then played it in high school. But my high school didn't march trombones the first two years, so I had to learn uh, a whole new instrument dang. freshman and sophomore year. Okay. So, so what'd you learn freshman? Um, I learned to play um, baritone or euphonium. Okay. So it was the same register, same sound, just instead of sliding, I was playing with my fingers. So okay. Yeah, buttons down. So you're into so you got into band pretty heavy. I mean, is that was I mean your rest of your family, what were they up to? Um, you know, everyone was very musical, starting with my older brother. And okay. then I think my mom said she played saxophone in high school too for a little bit. So, okay. Uh, my dad never my music. I mean he could he was like a pretty good singer, but yeah. he was never like into music. So, got it. Got but um, my older brother led the way, you know, started playing saxophone uh, in middle school and he led our way. And then, you know, me and my brother followed suit and pursued music too. Nice. Nice. And so, you know, you guys, as you're, as you're listening and Josh is, 
he's talking. I just want you guys to know he is a rock star. We're going to talk about that uh, in, in a little bit and what he's up to these days. But I'm curious as far as, I mean, and, and for you that are watching, you guys might be able to, to see Josh. You know, Josh, so football, and you're a big guy. How tall are you? Mm, right around 6'2", maybe a little over 6'2". 6'2", 6'6", and how much do you weigh? Um, right now I weigh 255. So 255, 6'2", big guy. Now, that's only the story as of right now. Yeah, so for those of you guys that can see Josh, if you don't know, it's, it's pretty interesting. I want to talk about, um, so your football career, you're bigger. Right. And you've gone through a journey in the past, how long has it been? Um, a little over right a year? Right around 16 months. Yeah. Okay. So a little over a year in the, in the weight loss journey. How did that start? So when you're playing football, your size is your tool. Right. When does your size stop being your tool to where you're like, I don't want to be this size anymore? How did that start? Really when um, you know, I finished high school and went to college. Okay. Because um, I didn't play football through high school. Um, a lot of things changed when we got to high school where you know, our coaches weren't used to us, like our certain group. And you know, we all had this good click going and we knew each other very well. Then they started moving us all around. And mm -hmm. it just, for me, that was my like, okay, they don't know what they're doing, and so I quit focused solely on music. So, okay. um, you know, after high school, you know, just focusing on music, I didn't have any kind of workout routine, no diet plan, nothing, just enough shape to be able to do marching band. Okay. And, uh, I got to college and, you know, pack on multiple freshman 15s. It's different. So, yeah. Okay. And so now you're in college. Where did you go to college? So I went to Texas State University for, okay. um, for two years. Um, I, you know, I didn't make it into my program that I was going for, which was graphic design. Okay. Um, and so, you know, that's when I decided to switch. But during that time, you know, like you were saying, you know, I was a musician still outside of, you know, playing bass. Yeah. And during that time is when I really decided, okay, it's time to change the weight stuff because we're, you know, we're submitting music to different record labels and submitting music to different people and getting the feedback saying that I'm just, I don't fit the image and that I'm too big to be doing what I'm doing. Um, okay. It, it wouldn't have sold or it wouldn't have been the right imagery that, you know, they wanted us to be. So let's, let's rewind for a second as we unpack this. So as you're, so now when did you pick, start picking up the bass and get away from like the, the horns and. So in, in, uh, in high school, probably right around sophomore year, me, and a couple of friends, we played like a talent show and I was like, okay. oh, you know, I can play bass just because, you know, I had one at the house and okay. my older brother and me would dabble a little bit. And, okay. Um, I was like, oh, I can play it. And so we did this talent show and the guitarist, you know, one of my best friends decided like, hey man, let's, let's make this a thing. And I thought about it because I mean, I was working, I made enough money at the point, at that point to be able to fund more equipment. So, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's let's try it out, see what happens, find some more people, get get moving. And we were both, you know, I don't call myself a metalhead because you know if I talk to a metalhead, I look stupid because they okay. know like you know <laughs> the big you know metal bands and like more detail. I'm like right. I'm just a musician. I, I like you know what I like. So okay, um, gotcha. We started playing more like metalcore kind of mix of screaming and singing. And okay, it was a, it was a really high energy, so I really liked it. And, yeah, I really got into it, and gotcha. you know, by senior year, and right into freshman year of college, we were I mean, we were making moves. We were doing good. 
putting out music videos, putting out a lot of music, and got it. Just going with the flow. And so, and so, you said you, you were making a little bit more money. So then, so what were you doing? What was your job? What were you up to? So uh, in high school, and um, yeah, pretty much most of high school, I actually worked at the Paul Mitchell School that was here in Austin. Okay. So um, you know, my mom, owner of the Paul Mitchell School here in Austin. You know, opens, Shout out PMTS Austin. Yeah, open 16 years this nice. year, sweet 16. That's so, awesome. Um, I worked there as a, you know, I started off as a janitor. Nice. So I was okay. at the bottom of the bottom, cleaning up the bottom. <laughs> so, you know, Scraping the bottom. Exactly. And so, you know, I started there and it was great because go in after school, it helps my parents out, you yep. know, it helps, you know, the school out. And so, you know, I'd go in and clean and, um, you know, I made a steady wage from that. Nice. So it was it was good and it was helping me you know fund what I wanted to do. Nice, nice, nice. So you start working. So you're working all through high school. You're working there. Mm-hmm. Then you go off to Texas State. Yeah. Cool. And so when the graphics doesn't come through, what do you end up getting involved in? So after you know I went to college and you know I didn't make it into my program. I, yeah, it was a big hit because it's like man, I spent two years here, two right. years of money here. Right. And. I always had a backup to go do hair just because it, it was never my primary. I was like, oh, I'll go do it because that's what my family does. And then so I decided, you know, two weeks after I moved out of or maybe a week after I moved out of my um, moved off campus again and more into Austin, I was in, I was enrolled in cosmetology school. Oh, nice. So I was already, you know, going. And during that time, um, you know, I owned my own company with my dad. And then I also... Um, you know, I was working at the school, so I was doing school full time, my company a little bit, and then you know, uh, working there full time too. Wow! And then so, you're, you guys, what company did you guys have? So me and my dad, when I first started college, um, we started a bartending bartending catering company. So okay. we would do corporate events, weddings, and we would work you know each event and make money that way by providing any drink services, and, nice um, anything to any weddings, and we probably did a good amount of weddings while I was in college because that's what helped me, you know, through college was okay. working that and then nice. working at the school too. So. Nice, nice. Very cool. And so you guys have that business going on. You're there for a couple of years. You're still, you guys are still making music. When did you guys start putting out stuff and then you started getting feedback? So it was right, probably right around the end of my freshman year in college. Okay. Uh, we had just released an EP. We had just, you know, shot two music videos. Um, we had a member change. You know, we changed vocalists, and things were going really good. Um, and you know, we sent all those videos out, videos out, and things were starting to move. And then that's when we started getting a lot of feedback from different labels and different people in the industry that we trusted and yeah. that we still trust because you know they're they know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. They've been doing it forever. So. And so they and so they're critiquing the music, but they're also critiquing the look of everybody in the band. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, and you guys are funding. You're doing a lot of the funding of this. Yeah. We. I mean, we're all pretty equal. Yeah. A lot of the members. I mean, we we all had jobs, so you know, we were equally funding everything. And um, you know, someone might go an extra on this, or someone might cover this and get paid back. Yeah. But overall, it was all pretty equal. How much would you say, like, just to get to this point, because there's people out there that are, you know, in our industry that are thinking music, would to get a couple videos, an EP, which an EP, what is EP? What does that mean? Like, uh, yeah. uh, See, what's that? I'm a musician. 
don't even know. I just know it's not a full album because okay. you know it's no more than it was only oh, four songs. So, so a kind of like a, maybe a sample they might yeah. people so it's yeah. three or four songs. Yeah. Okay. So how much would you say it cost to even get to that point where you're starting to push out some shopping some material? So just the EP alone, I think we were paying right around three thousand to thirty five hundred just for the music. It might have been more than that. Um, and then for the music videos, we're looking at another 1500 for one, almost, you know, two, 2500 for the other. Wow. And okay. then that's just to get the material. On top okay. of that, you know, doing photo shoots that cost us, you know, three, four hundred dollars. And then the marketing of it was the big portion, you know, mm -hmm. pushing, you know, using thousands of dollars to push it out. You know, and a lot of it, you know, came from one of our guitarists. He was helping out in that. Um, I would help out with more material stuff like ordering merch and getting hard copies of CDs, which is another couple thousand dollars in that. Damn. So, you know, you're almost, you know, $15,000 Yeah, in. I was going to say, I'm calculating. <laughs> We're already over 10000 Yeah. You know? Wow. So it, was, it was a lot. And, I mean, I purchased a trailer, purchased a van, all this stuff, yeah. you know, that we were – so we could be ready for – you know, what we're going to do. And we all had our heart in it and we all were ready to put that money out. So. Right, right. And so, so this is going on and then you start getting some feedback. Would you say, so in high school, you know, you stopped playing football. Mm -hmm. So now you're a big guy, musician. Mm -hmm. Now college, you've gotten bigger, musician. You start getting the negative feedback. When you get the feedback into the point where you're like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm going to make some changes. How long would you say it was until? Probably right before I started cosmetology school. Okay. Yeah, because that's when everything really hit. I say hit the fan. Shit hit the fan. Yeah. Because, um, you what know, there? members changed and then okay. the whole band dismembered and then formed a different band. And so all that was going in and the new project made another, you know, single and another video and that's the one we sent off. They got the most critique out of it. Okay. And uh, from there, I mean, I knew, you know, I have to lose weight if I want to be a musician, first of all. And got so it. I started my journey. And, and when you started, when you started, what? so how much did you weigh at the beginning of your journey? So I had in December, early December of 2016, I had weighed myself and I was at 440 pounds. Wow. So you, and you guys, you guys that aren't watching the video... You know, you might have heard 255, right, right now, 2018, August 1st. So this is 16 December, mm -hmm. 400 and what? 40. Wow. Yeah, you're a big dude. Yeah, that's big. You're twice, you're, you're two of you. you. Pretty much, yeah. And so what, <laughs> like, what'd you say? Like, what, what, I, I want to know, like, first, right, everything we know, it starts in the mind, right? So right. the mind sometimes might see something or see something or hear something and then it might take a while for the body to catch up. What was going through your head? Like, was there, do you remember if there was like a day or there was like a, a, a week or a month or like what period when you were just like, you know what, that's it. So after a lot of the stuff, you know, changed and you know, that, that stuff happened, I knew I would have to do that. And I told the guys that I was working with at the time, like, Hey, I'm going to, let's take two months. I'm going to see as much weight as I can lose in this two months. And I just push myself as hard as I could to make okay. sure I can start dropping it um, and start bettering myself. And everyone can see that we're, I'm making an effort. You know, I'm not just sitting at that. And it was a lot. I mean, there's a lot of tax on the mind really. Cause yeah. 
Um, you know, when you're that big and people say those things and you feel that way, you feel like shit all the time. Right. You know, it, it's like, man, I got to change this if I want to ever be, you know, better. Right. Or, you know, better me. Right. And so, you know, that's when it, you know, it clicked. Like, I got to, I got to do something. I got to change what I'm doing because what I'm doing right now is going to lead me down, you know, an unhealthy life or, you know, dying early, Worse. you know. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and when I started, I mean, all of this was with minimal help. Yeah. All the weight loss was with minimal help. That two months. <clears throat> that first two that months. First two months, yeah. That was just me. What were you doing? I was angry at everyone, at the world. I was okay. angry. I was mad at myself. I was short-tempered. I didn't, you know, care okay. at that point. And I was like, the way I first started, it was terrible. I mean, I didn't eat. I just worked out twice a day, once in the morning and once after school. Okay. And, I mean, I, I had a good game pace. Like, no one could tell I was mad or depressed or anything like right. that. But on the inside, you know, I was. And right. so I was pushing myself as hard as I could to the point where, you know, it was probably bad for my body at yeah. one point. And, you know, I got down maybe 50 pounds, not in the two months, but in, like, the first four months. I got down about 50 pounds. Okay. And, you know, I was like, okay. I, you know, I can do this, and that's after me, like, killing myself, straining myself, and so, after that, that first 50, I, I was like, I can't do it, yeah. and so I stopped for, like, maybe, like, a month, and I gained, like, maybe 10 pounds back, and after that, once I started gaining back, I was like, oh, no, I can't do this anymore, and so, that's when I started stepping into figuring out what I should do to right. get my diet where it needs to be. Right. Um, now... Now hold on before we move forward. So you're 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 over four hundred, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, all right, you know, screw this shit. I'm losing the weight. I'm going hardcore two months. Now I'm not eating. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're at four hundred and something, you could throw down some food. Oh, for sure. <laughs> how do you what what how do you even stop? Like, how do you even have the control of like not like are you talking like eating what in a in a typical day during that two months? Like, what would you eat and what like like, how so, do you even control that? I was, the way I say I stopped eating is, like, I stopped eating carbs, like, okay. bread, anything, any pasta. Okay. I cut out all carbs first, and then I switched to no beef, so just chicken and fish. Okay. And I would cook at home. Okay, got um, it. And then, you know, I would only eat maybe, maybe twice a day. Okay. Instead of, you know, the recommended amount. Right. Three to four. Right. You know? So, um. That's what I meant by eating, and I'm going to school. And so okay. the big thing is, I kept myself busy enough not to be hungry all the time. So Got it. I would wake up 6 a.m., go to the gym, go back home, shower, go to get to school by you know 8:30, 9 o'clock, get in the class. I'm in class from 9 to 8 p.m., 9 p.m. some nights, just in case I have like extra guests. Okay. And um, and then I'd go work out again right after school. So by the time I got home, it was already 11 o'clock, time for bed. And I right. didn't have time to think about eating. I was so tired. So. Got it. So after that couple of months, 50 pounds, you're like, this is hell. Yeah. I'm, I'm screw this. Yeah. You put on some more weight. And then what did you start learning? Like what kind of, I knew there was going to be a better way to do it and keep it off and not kill myself in the process of right. like doing it. And so, you know, as I lost that 50 pounds, it was, it was a boost. I mean, I was like, yeah, oh, right. cool. 50 pounds. Like right. that's a milestone. Um, you know, I got the idea, I was looking around, I was like, you know, I need some help with how much I eat, like the control I eat. Uh, I was talking to a couple of people and they, um, you know, introduced, or were talking about a pill that you can get from a, a 
physician or a doctor, and you know, that's um, called fetamine, which helps suppress appetite. And I was like, okay, that's that's cool. I mean, right. not going to kill me. It's going to help me, you know, not be as hungry during the day. Right. And so I started taking fetamine after I went to a weight loss clinic and talked to them and started on fetamine and did that. And I was probably on fetamine for about four five months and mm-hmm. people would always like I mean they're like oh you're on fetamine I'm like yeah I'm, you know just taking it just you know to get to a certain point and then I'm gonna stop because I don't want any help like any more help I just needed to kick start again right and um, you know people were like oh you caused cancer holes in the heart all this stuff and, oh, really? and inside it was freaking me out but I was still dead st- stuck in that kind of like I gotta get this done right and so I you know blocked out what people were saying and just kept going on it, doing my same workout routine. I changed, I wasn't hungry now all the time. So I was eating smaller portions, but I started eating more times a day Okay. at that point. So I started Got getting it. smarter on how I ate, Got you know, it. still no carbs and, you know, just keep pushing through it and just like that. And then, um, four or five months of that. Yeah. And then where were you at? So I got to probably right around almost I want to say like three twenty ish. Okay. So I was getting getting down, maybe maybe less than that, maybe like or more than that, maybe like three thirty, three thirty five, somewhere right there. And then um, that's when I moved. You know, I moved um, back home uh, from where I was living because I was in South Austin. Okay. Because I was where I was when I was going to college. My Got lease it. was up, so I moved back home and um, started living at home. Still doing the right thing. Still working out still doing it and then um, I started plateauing at like 315 I I sat at 315 and just plateaued didn't know what was going on I had stopped taking fetamine I stopped um, you know I stopped taking fetamine but I was still doing my diet still doing my normal workout and I was like well something's not working anymore right you know what what could it be at this point and so I was sat in that for like maybe a couple months or you know or so and um you know, I was looking through Facebook and, you know, one day this little ad pops out. It's like, oh, free 60 or yeah, free six week challenge to lose weight. You know, okay. lose 20 pounds in six weeks. So I was like, okay. that's, that's crazy. Six weeks, 20 pounds, six weeks. Like that's, that's a hmm. lot. So, um, I saw it, paid no mind to it the first time I saw it. So right. I kept going, um, kept working on it, got to about maybe 310, five pounds down. I was like, man, I still can't, can't budget. Right. barely moving anything and so I was like okay you know what screw it this thing's been on my feed for like weeks <laughs> I should just call them and so I called this place um, called the Camp Round Rock uh, or the Camp Transformation Center is the brand cool um, the one here is Round Rock okay so it was like maybe 10 minutes from the house um, you know they were like oh you know messages for information I sent a text and boom like three seconds later I got a message from Jazz which is the owner Oh, wow. And she's, like, texting me. I was about to go out of town. I was actually headed to go see you okay. uh, in Florida um, with okay. the salon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she had texted me, and I was like, oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then she offered – or I got back from Tampa, and I was – she was like, oh, we have orientation this week. Come see it, blah, blah, blah. Come check this out. Um, so I went in, like, 
thinking like, oh, cool, it's gonna be, it's gonna be free. I'm gonna be able to do this. Yeah. And I got nothing to worry about. I just got my tax returns. So I'm like, oh, cool. I got like, <laughs> I'm sitting on some money I can put in savings. Right, right. And then I get in there, and she's talking it up, and I was like, man, it's gonna be awesome. Like, how can how can this be free? Right. And then she's like, boom, you know. The way it works is you can get your money back, but you're going to put down this amount of money. Okay. And it's your incentive program to work your butt off to get your money back, in a sense. Oh, wow. So, okay. me, the, the, the business, or like the money me was like, oh, man, I really don't want to spend this money that I get to save. Right. But the me that trusted in what Jazz was saying and what she preached, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it because... You know, I can't make excuses, you know, saying I don't have money to pay for it when I clearly right. have money and pay to pay for it. Right, right. So, you know, I bit the bullet and, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did because they helped me through a lot, all the trainers there. So started off there. I, you know, did my first six-week challenge. They, they gave me a meal plan. You know, I was eating every two and a half hours, alternating, you know, um, a set meal with a shake, set meal shake, and just going throughout my day. And my days were long, so I was like eating eight times a day. By the end of the day, I was like, God, I'm so full. Like, yeah. I've been eating all day long. <laughs> and so, you know, I get my meal plans going, my meal prep down. I start doing my workouts going at 6 a.m. still. Clearly, I'm a morning person. Yeah. You know, going in at 6 a.m., working my butt off with the trainers. And, you know, the first six weeks, it flew by, you know, after that first week, you know, you're super sore, you don't want to move. Right. And then after that, your body gets used to it. And then that six weeks went by super quick, you know, like quicker than I ever thought it would. Right. And, um, what did you see in like that first six weeks? Like what kind of changes did you see in your body? So that first six weeks, I, you know, I felt, I felt way better. I was feeling like more energetic, like just happier as a person, cool. just overall, like, just brighter, like uplifted. Yeah. And then I got on that scale at six weeks later and, you know, I was only supposed to lose 20 pounds that first challenge. Right. Well, I had lost, I think it was like 35, 36 Damn. in that first six weeks. Damn. Like I just destroyed that 20 goal. Nice. And I was like, I was pumped. I was like, man, that's crazy. Like I never thought I would have pushed it that hard. Right. Um, which was a good thing and a bad thing. Cause then the second round comes around, right? You know, I'm pushing my way through it, still following my meal plan, starting to like, still follow the meal plan, but like have a cheat meal every now and then, cause you okay. know I got busy with something or didn't eat, I missed a meal, and so and then that's when you know other stuff started coming up with the salons, and then my whole schedule was just like all kinds of wonky, and then I got off my meal prep, and then you know at the end of the second six weeks, the second challenge, I got to, um, you know, experience what they call telopagus, which is like an emergency plan where... Telopagus. Yeah. So all, you know, you eat, you know, your recommended amount of protein, but it's only tilapia. And then <laughs> your veggies, which is only asparagus oh, for wow. every meal from breakfast until you sleep. Damn. It's just tilapia and asparagus. And... Man, I did that for a week. I had, I think I had gone to um, California for a business trip, and I was there, and it was so embarrassing. Like, no one saw me eat it, but I had to get a fridge in my hotel room so I can put my tilapia and asparagus in there. <laughs> and then I had to ask for a microwave so I could heat it up. Dang. And then, like, when I was in the meetings, every two and a half hours, I'd sneak out the door, go heat up some tilapia and asparagus, <laughs> eat it, and then come back down. 
And so it was like, it sucked. I was like, man, why did I ever, like, I did this to myself. Like, right. I can't blame anyone. I'm, just, I'm the reason why I'm eating this tilapia yeah. and asparagus. So, so is that part, was that part of their, that was part of their program or is that? So it's part of their program if you don't reach a certain amount oh. by the time you know, you're getting there. So, you know, gotcha. I yeah. had done it completely to myself. It's, yeah. you know, it's an emergency thing to push you further so you can hit your goals so you can keep going. Damn. And so I did my tilapagus. I weighed in. I beat it. I was like 26 or 25 pounds down in that nice. amount of time. I was like, cool, man. I got it. Yeah. I, I was like, no more tilapia <laughs> ever. If you didn't make it, would they do another six weeks of that? or No. So if I didn't make it, that's it. Oh, wow. I basically, you know, disqualified myself, disqualified oh. myself, you know, from getting that back. Damn. So, Okay. Yeah. So, you know, here I am 50 something pounds down there. So I'm getting to like two or yeah, I was in the 200. Once I broke the, the 200, yeah. I was like, I'm almost done. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And then, you so know, be- before you go on, let me ask you. So when you started, right, did you have a number in mind that you I, wanted to get to? So I set a milestone and mm-hmm. then I set a goal I'd never thought I would reach. What was the milestone? So my milestone was to just to get under, for the first one was to get under uh, 350 pounds. Okay. So to get wow. under 350, try to get back to 320s. Okay. That was my first milestone. After I hit that, or even when I was there, I was like, you know what? One day I want to be under 250. That wow. was the goal, to be okay. under 250. And that was when you were like, yeah, I'm never. Best. Yeah. I was like, man, I'll, I'll never hit that. But you know, I'm going to put that up. I'm going to put it on my little board in my room and I'm going nice. to leave it there. And then I'll just put it in Sharpie on my Nice. On my expo board, so I can't erase it. Nice. So nice. two fifty was always there, and then end of you know the third challenge. You know I'm in three challenges now, um, and I'm still killing it, still doing my thing. It's getting harder because I'm losing more weight, so you know it's getting harder. Eating got harder because I was like I've been eating the same chicken and green beans <laughs> and quinoa right. for the last how many months right. so it's getting harder to keep going and going and going but right. what was cool is I had people in a sense pushing me that they didn't know they were um, how so so I mean I had a lot of people they noticed the weight loss for sure okay. that, that always felt good like oh my god you know what are you yeah. doing what are you doing and I'll let them know a little bit about what I was doing and what it really took and that it wasn't easy and then right. um, I had a friend reach out to me that I've known um, through other friends but he was he, he had messaged me and he was saying like thank you you know um, man your 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 journey has been so inspiring to me and this is awesome I, I you know one day I wish I could you know do this six week challenge and get in there and do it and you know I told him like why don't you do it right you know, why don't you go check it out and it, it was a money thing and I understood it because I knew that you know it wasn't free you know it could be free eventually if you right, finished right, it right. You but. It, it was that drive that you needed, but he had told me, "Is like, again, yeah, you inspired me to really do it." Cool. And then maybe a week before the challenge was up, he messaged me again. You know, of course, I let him know, like, you know, I never set off to inspire anyone. I never set off to document every single day of my weight loss journey. Right. You know, I just set off to help myself. Right. And then with this camp, um, they showed me how to how they market. You know, they're each individual person. Okay. And like people were watching my journey and watching, you know, these pictures and changing and changing and changing and changing. And he's seeing all this on my social media. Wow. And, you know, he, he texts me a week before my challenge is up and he's like, Hey man, I want to let you know, 
I joined the next challenge. Nice. So he like nutted up and he put the money down and he's, he's going through it right now. Cool. And then, you know, I was like, man, that that's cool to me because I've inspired at least one person to go through their weight loss journey just from seeing, you know, what I was doing and yeah. how I was pushing myself. Yeah. And it was cool, like that for sure. And then, of course, during my weight loss journey through the whole thing, my little brother was doing, you know, a little of his too because he saw me doing mine. Okay. And so, um, you know, so inspiring people as I kept going and me, me not even knowing about it, you know, and that, that was a cool thing. And that's why, you know, my quote on my Instagram, um, I got to pull it up. So the quote on my Instagram is from John Paul. And one of my biggest mentors, someone who probably knows me more than me because he's known my family and, you know, forever, forever, right. you know, and he, like, it's cool because he always like, when, whenever he sees me, he's like, he always says by my first name and he calls me Josh and I, I'm thrown off every time. I'm like, man, <laughs> this guy remembers me from John when I was Paul. a baby. And same thing with Gary. I mean, Gary's yeah. the same way. Gary Spellman's like, man, I've known you since you're this big. Every yeah. time I see him, and it's the funniest thing, and I love that because I'm like, that's so cool. They, these guys have seen me from nothing to right. you know, where right. I'm going. But you know, the quote um, I have on here from JP is, success is how well you do what you do when no one else is looking. Nice. So, nice. you know, even if there was people looking, I didn't feel it. I didn't right. see people watching me or seeing you know, my change. But I knew I personally was killing it. You know, I was like, man, I'm getting this. I'm beating it up. I'm, I'm doing good. And then as people started talking to me and, you know, telling me like, oh, my God, like, you're, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing this? What are you doing right. that? And helping out little things, give them little hints, little tricks. And it was cool to see people start popping on the bandwagon and yeah. trying to get healthier and yeah. just like looking up to me in a sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's inspiring. I mean, I know like when I met you and then saw, it was months had went by and I saw you again and I could see physical transformation and a few moments went by and I saw you again. I'm like, where, where's he going? He's in- <laughs> so it is, it's inspiring, I mean, to, to know like because like you started and then you stopped. Right. How many people do that on so many things? Right. So to not only to start – and you probably, you know, have seen people even along the way that when you started, that maybe started that slowly disappeared, like yeah. that that were like they didn't stick with it. And you're you were doing it. I mean, the reason that you started, it's like one thing, but then it probably what does it become now? So, the reason I started was all focused on me. That's it. Right. To make sure, you know, I could have a career in music, how I can have a career in this and that I can be more attractive as a person. Sure. Have, you know, that was the initial, I'm going to do this, you know, so I'm more attractive, basically. And it turned in over the last, you know, probably when 2018 started, it turned yeah. into me like making it about myself still, but making it more of a healthy version of it, making it more, well, this is going to help me find myself. This is going to help me be a better person, be a better leader to anyone. Right. Um, I'm going to learn along the way a lot of things. But cool. then the last three months, it's been, okay, I'm going to change it into, I'm going to help inspire. Nice. I want to help people go through what I had to go through because it wasn't easy. And right. it wasn't, I didn't always have support in a sense because they also far from everyone when I was right. in South Austin that, you know, no one could just drive over to South Austin without taking over an hour from where I lived originally. Right, right. So, um, you know, 
it turned into I'm gonna inspire people and because I know the the struggle that came with it, it wasn't easy. Right. And having someone who went through it, you know, kind of coach you through just like, you know, a cut. Right, right, right. It's it's it helps you and motivates you more. And so anyone that I can inspire, anyone that wants to ask me like, what did you do? Who did you talk to or who what programs did you do or what kind of meal plan were you doing? I mean, I'll tell you straight up what I was doing. I'm not going to like try to pitch right. you go work out at the camp. Right. I'm going to give you a suggestion that I use that I know works and nice. I hope you take it, but I'm not going to be like, all right, and give me your $500. I'll go make it for you right now. Right, know? right, so. right, right. So it has, it's kind of does, it transforms and it becomes like, especially when you get feedback, whether it's direct or indirect, how do you feel now? Uh, it's a hundred percent different. And you're talking, <laughs> so what's your target right now? So my new goal is to get to the two thirties. Nice. Um, I don't know. I think body fat wise, it would be probably like the twenties nice. or less, 20% or less. Wow. You know, and then, you know, being so big <laughs> and losing so much weight, you got a lot of extra skin now. Right. So, and I've learned to live with that and kind of, make it a story like right i'm not gonna i mean one day you know when i have money buku's money and, you know, selling on crazy yeah <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anybody trying to buy some skin we got some skin right here <laughs> no i mean you know one day i'll want to get rid of it eventually but yeah. right now it's a story right you know and it's a good one at that I mean, oh, it man. shows so many ups and downs and you know i might not be saying all the details in this i mean right. there, but there are those there's highs there's lows there's really highs and then there's super low lows and yeah, you, yeah. You know, there's such a roller coaster that came with losing it I losing bet. all the weight it was just I bet I mean it's we're talking from that decision 2016 it's you know now coming up on the end of this year it'll be two years yeah. I mean I, I know I mean we're gonna definitely have to have you on the podcast and, and talk more about some of those but what were like what are some that stand out to you like one of the lows that you know, with somebody, because there might be people out here right now, I mean, that are either watching or listening, and they're they're in, in one of those lows, mm-hmm. and something that, you know, that you experienced that you could share. The biggest thing, um, you know, is when you're doing it and you're not seeing results, you mm-hmm. know, it's not to beat yourself up about it. Right, you like know, why am I doing this? You can't dwell on, you know, so much of the bad that's going on, you know, in that situation. You know, and, you know, I was like that from the get-go when I was plateauing. You know, I was right. like, man, I'm doing something. And I'm just like, not, nothing's helping. Nothing's, I'm tweaking things, trying this, trying that. Nothing's going on. You know, I encourage you to reach out for that help. Because there's people out there, yeah, it took me some money, but there's people out there who are going to help you, right? you know, meet your goals, but in, give you incentive and push you to meet them too. And like the camp, for sure, uh, their, their motto is um, follow the damn instructions. That's <laughs> I love what it is. that. FTBI, follow the damn instructions. I love that. And it. It, it, it speaks true. I mean, um, you can see that first challenge, I followed the damn instructions. I right. blew that out of the water. Second right. challenge, I stopped following the damn instructions and I had to do that telopagus and screw myself over. Right. Third one, you know, I'm getting towards the end and I'm still not following the damn instructions. Right. And I get to that last weigh in. And I miss it by a pound. Yeah, man. A whole pound. You told me that. I, I felt guilty almost. You know, <laughs> we had that, like, like, the first time, you know, for you guys that have been kind of listening to the podcast a little bit, 
I talked about, you know, that week I was here, I think on one of the episodes and I, I talked about hitting like every burger joint in Austin and <laughs> we tore shit up around here. And I, and I knew you had that challenge going on, but I mean, you missed it by one pound, but in the big picture though, I mean, your goal initially was just to get the 350. Yeah. So, I mean, you're still doing phenomenal and you're still, and you're still, and you know, as you guys are, are listening and what you're hearing here, it's, you know, the first, first thing was like, I'm not going to eat anything, but I mean, you can eat, you know, it's just being mindful. What are like ongoing, like as you're just, you know, thinking about how, when you think about your day and you think about food and you think about this and that, I mean, I mean, how much like regimented is it now as you're moving towards your, your two thirties goal? And I mean, you can still have a life if you, you yeah. still enjoy having different kinds of food. Right. So how much like regiment, like how regimented is it now? So it's, so to me, it doesn't seem regimented at all. Okay. It's just, I've been doing it for so long now lifestyle. that it's just, it's a lifestyle now. Nice. It's a change in lifestyle. So nice. instead of going over to HEB and going to get a kalashi or going to get some kind of pastry, I'll go to HEB, go grab a salad. Go grab nice. some like just some shredded chicken because that's what I crave. I don't nice. crave all that you know crazy heavy food like fast food. I think I had fast food for the first time in like a year last week, and I don't count Subway as fast food because I had to eat Subway a lot when I was in barbering school because right, right. it was right there. But right. you know like McDonald's, I had gone to McDonald's in so long. I went in and I think I got um, they had so I had a choice to get a burger. First of all, it's McDonald's. Right. Hello. And, you know, I was looking at their menu, and of course, they're trying to be bougie now, like, step up their game. Craft your own burger and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I was like, man, I kind of want a burger right now, right. just staring at the picture. And then, I look down, and I see some, like, chicken tenders. I'm like, oh, the word chicken. Boom. Nice. I'm going to take the chicken tenders, and, like, I ordered that with yeah. a Diet Coke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I got that. But even now, even going through fast food, I don't. I don't choose beef over chicken. Yeah. And it's, and that's weird for me because I, I can tear a steak up yeah. any day of the week. <laughs> gotcha. So. gotcha. So it becomes really a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. It's really what happens. And so, so if you're in those, you know, in those lows, not quitting, reaching out for help. Yeah. You know, and, and if you think about the money, the trade off, you know, I know kind of initially you were like, oh, it, you know, I don't want to part with the money. But I remember a mentor of mine saying, you know, a lot of people, that have like the money first mindset, they spend their whole life accumulating the wealth and then the first half and then the second half of their life, they spend their, all their wealth trying to get back their health. So it's kind of like, what would you trade? I mean, money for health. It's not even a question. Yeah. Having your health. How, how have you seen, right? Your um, overall now being, you know, what's the total loss right now? So when, when I weighed in, it was at, 196 pounds I mean since then I've gained you know a couple pounds back of water weight because I did fast before sure so 196 pounds like what other changes have you seen just in your daily lifestyle and living I remember I don't remember exactly what weight I was at but I was able to bend over and tie my shoe without having to like throw my knee out to the side and go in between my legs I was able to just go over both knees and tie my shoe and I was like, 
I had like the biggest aha moment. I was like, holy crap, I can tie my shoes like a yeah. normal person now. Wow. And it was something super small. Someone's right. like, oh, that's stupid. You know? Yeah, that was big for me. I couldn't, sure. I had to like spread my legs, throw my foot up on the bed, then tie my shoes. Wow. It was bad. Now I can just, you know, bend over, tie my shoe. Nice. So. Nice. That's awesome. So there's little things along the way yeah. that are, that are, I mean, a lot of people, you know, I mean, yeah, they might think that's something small, but. When you've been living a certain way for so long, you can do that. It's pretty huge. Awesome. So, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, just learning about that and kind of being able to witness. I mean, I didn't get to witness the whole thing. You know, when I met you, you were already on your journey, um, well on your journey. But it's pretty inspiring. I know a lot of people take a lot away from it. I want to kind of shift gears a little bit now. So, you went to beauty school, cosmetology. Paul Mitchell, you kind of grew up in the Paul Mitchell family. You become a cosmetologist, and then you're also a barber. You went to school at another school. That was a journey in itself. Yeah. You know, we don't want to, you know, totally put them on blast, but you know, need to step your game up, or we'll do it for you. Um, so, your family's in the hair business. How many people in your family are in the business? So, in the physical school right now, right. working from the family, I have. My mom, owner, director, mm -hmm. learning leader, everyone else's mom <laughs> in the school. So she's there, head honcho. Um, my grandfather runs the books, uh, her dad. Um, her brother, her youngest brother, runs tech and any kind of support operations in there. Mm -hmm. um, his wife is in our financial aid office. Uh, my aunt is a skin education leader. Great at it. Great admissions, too. Nice. She needs to fill in. Um, my cousin, who's on maternity leave right now, is our color specialist. So she's there as well. Wow. So there's a total. And then, of course, my grandmother, who kind of floats in every now and then. Okay. She's like the one that comes in, kind of moves stuff around, make it look good. Yeah. Uh, she's there. And she's a big part of it, too. So seven total. And uh, in my actual family, so seven of us in the school. My father's also a cosmetologist. My oldest brother was once upon a time licensed, let it lapse. Okay. You know? But, you know, we, we've all done it. Wow. That's all we've done. Very cool. Very cool. So a family of hair, family of hair. And so now as we kind of fast forward, I mean, if you, as you're listening to the story, so you're, you know, music, football, music, hair, going through a life transformation. And you're how old now? 21. So all the ripe old age <laughs> of 21 years old. And now, you know, we're starting the journey now. We just became business partners, friends, building, you know, a, another um, extension of the 1.0 salon. A lot of you guys have been listening know, like Austin, we're a month, month in. You're leading this salon, helping build this team up. And at 21 years old, what's, what's, what's coming Right. What's coming? What's next? What are you? What are some of the things that you're working on? You know, outside of your getting to the two thirties, that's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. What are some of the other things that you're excited about working on doing in the hair? And then I want to talk about your other career, which is still going on. Yeah. Um. So in hair, you know, one of my big goals is to, you know, I, I don't strive to be the next you know, Robert Cromings or be crazy big because you know. You know, as cool as that is, and I love Robert to death. I mean, I think his work is amazing. 
amazing. But, you know, I, I, I just want to educate. That's a big thing I did fall in love with in school is um, educating people. I mean, from college cosmetology school, um, I took a huge interest in men's cutting. So while I was in school, I was just learning how to do every kind of fade you can think of and knock it all out. So I really loved educating because students would come ask me, you know, for help on a fade or mm-hmm. um, ask a learning leader if they, you know, if they were too busy, they'd come ask me and I'd be able to help them out a little bit in what I knew. But being able to pass on the education I received from my amazing learning leaders to other people was, you know, where I loved it. And I thought that was the coolest thing, you know, to help someone better themselves was just, nice. it, it, was, it was an awesome feeling. So now, you know, getting into the salons and, um, you know, starting this journey with you, you know, eventually, of course, you know, I want to be able to train. I want to be able to get people doing cut. I want to get people, eventually I want to be, have a barber school. Nice. You know, I want to change the game in that because my experience was uh, there. It was, right. it was a, it was a journey in its own, like you said. And I met some amazing people that should be getting a better quality education than they are. Awesome. So I've noticed a big shift in that. And I want to change that game. Uh, why can't, you know, we have, you know, amazing barber schools like we do cosmetology schools. Right, 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 right. Very cool. So getting into educating, helping lead the salons. I mean, and if you guys, um, and we're going to make sure we, you know, share where you can check out him in action um, here in a minute. So getting into that. And then also on the other side of the aisle, you're still crushing the music game. Yeah. Right. That's still happening. Yeah. You know, I get the, I get the uh, pleasure while I'm in town, you know, staying at the house and I heard like this morning, I hear the guitar going on a little <laughs> bit. So tell us what's going on with the band. Like who, like, so these guys, you're in a, it's a new band. You guys are right. formed up now. How long have you guys been together? So the, the actual music has been done for about two years. Okay. <laughs> so okay, two years of changing members and moving things around. And now, you know, we're pretty set in stone with the people we have. So, um, Israel Rodriguez, called Mizzy, he's my vocalist. He's a good friend of mine. He's nice. like, he's basically a brother. Nice. In a sense. And then, um, a good friend, Andy, he's my nice. other guitarist. And he, you know, he joined in. I've known him for a little bit. He's great. Both great people. And, um, what's cool is we all understand that, um, to focus on what we're doing, we have to have something behind us to fund it. Because right. it's expensive, you know, right. marketing in its own is expensive, right? You know, doing all this stuff, and um, you know, is Izzy is a business owner, I'm a business owner, Andy's working to get become a business owner, and so we understand, you know, each other very well, and that our time is valuable, and that right. when we do something, it's got to be done perfect, it's got to be done right, and that way we don't stress out like we used to in like smaller projects, and right. Stuff like that, but a lot of a lot of stuff's coming. I mean, we do new music coming out soon, hopefully. Nice. And then, and you got so what's the name of the band is? Uh, Lights like autumn. Lights like autumn, and so projects wise, yeah, let's talk about those. You just released. Yeah, we just released uh, our debut single. That one's been done for a while. We we're just finally yeah. ready to get it out there, and we did it the right way. And, um, nice. It's out now, like on all all major music outlets pretty much it's called roulette roulette yeah and then 
if somebody wants to find it real quick, what would they, where would they be the best place to go to find it? Um, I definitely suggest, you know, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram. The best place to get it, so you can just listen to it all the time, is Spotify. Spotify, yeah, nice. Add it to your playlist and throw it in your mix. Bam, got it. And so you guys are also business. I mean, you're busy. You know, you know, I know when we're here, we're pushing, you know, 13, 14, 15 hours, just run, 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 go, go, go. How are you? And you guys are all doing that. So what, like, what's the rhythm of getting together, working on projects? How are you guys able to do that? Um, we, we schedule in advance, <laughs> hardcore, maybe a month to two months sometimes, you know, to make sure we're, we're set and ready to go. Um, I know like when we went to go and record this last song we did, we, we had it set for maybe a month. Nice. Uh, and the date was there. We made sure everyone's schedules were good. If someone's schedule conflicted, we moved it. It was easy as that. We we know it's going to take time to make a perfect product, and I'm not going to sacrifice um, rushing something for it to not be perfect and not be worth our while. So, right. and the guys all understand that. Like we just shot a music video. It didn't go as planned. Um, we you know in a sense we didn't rush it, but there were some complications, and you know. We, we were going back and forth in the band chat about we should keep it, we should use it, all this stuff. And in the end of the day, we all we all understood, like, okay, let's find the next day that's going to work for us. We're going to reschedule the shoot, redo the shoot, because we're going to put out the best quality we can. Got it. That's it. And you guys as business you know, owners, and your the mindset's probably different. I yeah. mean, even if you think back to when you were jamming a couple of years ago, you guys are the mindset. I think that plays a lot into it where you're at right now. Awesome song, by the way. I've listened to it not only with you. I've listened to it when I wasn't with you. Um, so you guys definitely want to check that out. Lights Like Autumn. Yeah. And Roulette. Yeah. Debut single. On Spotify. Very cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing how the, the journey unfolds and being, you know, a able to a watch it i got a front row seat you know to see it from the music side the hair side getting to work with you getting to know you has been awesome and i mean i know people that are listening are, are going to be inspired by what you're doing and knowing like hey you know i could do it i could do it too and that's and that's a big thing you know for people to know like every one of us has a story whether you're 21 or 81 you know everyone's got ups everyone's got downs so Thanks for really just sharing some of those ups and downs. Now, if people want to check you out. Where do you hang out? What social media is your mo- where you're most active at? Where can they find you? The most active um, social media is going to be Instagram and Facebook. Instagram first because that's kind of where everyone lives now. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, of course, Facebook as well. Cool. Uh, my handle is just my name. Nothing special. Nothing special about it. Just, just my name because like, that's what I want people to see is me. I mean. I don't need to have some bougie name, just Joshua A. Valdez. and Joshua A. Valdez on Instagram, at Joshua A. Valdez. Very cool. And on Facebook, same thing? Uh, Yeah, just, yeah, it'd be my full name. Very cool. Very cool. And so with that, you guys, hopefully you got to not only get inspired, I know I did listening, um, but also understand, like, it's hard work. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not, you just one day decide to do it. You know, if you go back all the way to the beginning when you had the thought to where you are now, um, working, you know, in the hair industry to from where you started to where you are, are now, hopefully you guys that are watching or listening understand, like, you got to put in the work. And I'm sure you, you're just getting going. 
So we can't wait. I can't wait to have you back on in a year from now and kind of talk about where things are at with the music, with the business, you know, with what you're what you're doing as an artist and hair and music and all that and kind of see where things go. So I just want to thank you for being on the podcast, for talking to us and, and sharing, giving us a little look inside of the man, the myth, the legend known as Joshua Valdez. And thank you guys for listening to another episode of YFYI, the podcast. And thanks for sharing this. I know you will. Please do think about somebody that might be able to use this. Maybe they need to hear the whole thing. Maybe they need to hear a snippet. Maybe they need to, you know, just hear something that's going to kind of shift them and maybe wake them up. Make sure you check out Josh on the socials. Check out the music and make sure if you haven't, do us a solid, leave a review for this episode. I know this is going to get a ton of airplay. Leave us a review. You're getting some free swag out of it. Not only are you getting inspired, but you can get an iHeart YFYI limited edition t-shirt. And stay tuned for the next episode of the YFYI podcast. And I can't wait to talk to you guys or to see you if you're watching on the tube in the near future. So thanks for listening, guys. And remember, this is the place where you come to learn how to build your business and your life right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon.